Just like craft breweries, small local distilleries are reinventing drinks that have perhaps fallen out of fashion. The new generation of gin distillers complement classical juniper with other ingredients to make their brands stand out. Monocle Films visits three entrepreneurs who have uncorked the potential of the old spirit in London, Hamburg and the Finnish countryside. We're not just making our gins for hobbyists. Um, we don't have a gin tradition per se, but we have the great tradition of, of really great tasting botanicals, herbs especially, and, and berries. And we thought that, okay, in, in gin we can really use them to the best effect. So we macerate our dry herb recipe, and then we attach a um, herbal basket in our still, and everything's single batch. It's a complex process, but it really rewards in the end. The rye is a philosophy of our distillery. We do everything out of rye. It does provide a different sort of body to the gin compared to what we get elsewhere. We've had comments like, um, this is the most front foot gin I've ever tasted. And, and then it provides something uh, very different from your traditional London dry type of gin, which, which uh, you know, the world's full of great London dries, but we couldn't make another one of those in, in Finland. The philosophy of uh, Napoe gin is clean, Nordic, great tastes. So um, what we use is cranberries to give even more of that berry taste. And then we use rosemary to highlight that herbal touch on the gin. We aim to do something different from all, all the rest of the gins in the world, combining rye and combining these Finnish berries and botanicals, and I, I think we got it. When we have people visiting our distillery, they want to see the stills, they want to see people bottling the product, they want to see it all. We've gone back to the fact that uh, we want and need to understand how we make things by hand and what comes out as a result. And it's, it's in one sense very simple, but still pro provides us a significant experience in any stage of life. Located in a Hamburg neighborhood, Gin Sul is a beautiful fusion of German alchemy that uses Portuguese natural ingredients. Former admin turned gin distiller Stefan Gabe was inspired to set off on this adventure when he traveled along the sunny plains of the Costa Viventina and Costa Artigiana in South Portugal. All along the coastline you have a plant that's called Gamrock Rose, Cistus. It has a beautiful smell between eucalyptus, leather, and I always wanted to do something with this plant. And when I realized that there's juniper right beside them, I started developing a recipe for gin. We uh, take the juniper berries, we squeeze them so that the oil can get a better connection to the alcohol and water. And then we put everything into our distillation. Very important for us are the lemons. We have an own plantation in the south of Portugal. And every week we get a parcel with uh, fresh lemons and we take the test and put it in the machine as well. It takes about seven to eight hours to distill the gin. We have this ship on the bottle because these ships were used on, in the Hamburg Harbor in the, since the 1950s. And then it, at the end of the 70s, beginning of the 80s, six were sold to Lisbon and they were used as a ferry boat on, the, on their river. Both ships went down 
south and that is why Sul uh, is our name it's because it's the gin of the south made in the north. The time for small distilleries now. We are very small, we're just four or five people, but we compete with the big industry. It's important to do it by yourself. I think there are a lot of fake brands on the market that will disappear in the next years, but the, the craftsmanship will, will stay. We are like a family. It's like a family business, but we are not relatives. We have a very close connection. We spend a lot of time in Portugal together. Everybody is like burning for this project. My background being, you know, having started off working behind a bar, I really wanted to make gins that bartenders could pick up and go, yeah, I know how to use this, it works well in these kind of drinks, I can use it to show off my skill as a bartender, and it's not massively expensive. London's got this rich heritage of, of, of gin and whiskey production, uh, and so to revive that was really key in terms of what we do. We want something that captures the essence of something that is British, and we wanted that paired with something very minimalist and um, contemporary. We really try to focus on a small number of botanicals in all three of our gins and really have them all providing a very specific taste function in the gin. So we have a really dry and aromatic gin and we have a very herbaceous, chewy, complex gin. Um, one with Darjeeling tea, pink grapefruit, Chinese cinnamon as the main backbone and one with sort of sage thyme, bay leaf, lavender, winter savoury. So there's a real sort of contrast and they really add to any kind of drinks list or back bar. There's an appetite for new, innovative, exciting things in London. People really take to the idea of coming and buying something local from where it's made. People are very clued up about what's in what and how everything is made these days, whether it's because of all the food and drink programs that we have now, um, but also from a bar, bartender point of view, people really know what they want. So it's really about saying, look, this is what we do, and this is why we do it, um, and, and, and kind of growing it from that point. We really want to shout about everything being on the bottle, everything being an open book, and kind of wanting to kind of celebrate the fact that we are accessible, we are transparent. You know, gin is a Londoner's drink, it's not champagne, so we should be promoting um, gin as something that, that Londoners should drink. And if you're, you know, if you're going to a dinner party and you want to take a bottle of wine, maybe you'll think twice and take a bottle of gin.